Business in the 217 with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop and always enjoy having time with Michelle Ownby from the Springfield Business Journal here with Business in the 217. Michelle, thanks for taking time with us today. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. So we've got several things to get to. Let's start off with talking about a farmer's market that could be year around. Let's, uh, let's get into that. Local food and local places. Right. I think that's been on the wish list for a while now. You know, there's even been talks that uh, once the the trains are relocated to the 10th Street corridor that the form the uh, current Amtrak station could become a year-round farmers market. But now uh, the federal EPA has actually provided some support to create a, a group called the Local Food Local Places Initiative, and they're starting to delve into some of the details of exactly what this would look like, uh, looking at both potential locations and also researching how it could best be used. In addition to serving as a year-round farmers market, they're they're really kind of trying to lower the barrier to entry for some of these you know, maybe home-based businesses, catering services. Commercial kitchens are extremely expensive. And in a lot of cases, uh, if, if people are doing things centered around holidays or special events, it's just really not feasible to uh, to pay the overhead for uh, a year-round space that they're not going to be able to utilize all the time. So this group is looking at uh, the potential of having a space downtown that could be shared by multiple different businesses or, or farmers market vendors. So that will certainly be a huge uh, asset to the downtown area if it comes to fruition. Now, are we uh, talking about next year or is this something that's going to take uh, some time to actually piece together and get the right players in place? Uh, piecing it together is probably a good way to describe it at this point. They do have a, a group that's actively working on it, but they have not identified a location. And then of course, uh, you know, they have to look at funding sources and all that. So I don't think it's something that we're going to see materialize immediately, but uh, but good to know that it's in the works. Especially with as popular as the farmer's market is, and being able to offer a space uh, focused on local food and local places uh, all year round, I think is going to be extremely popular. Uh, we're talking with Michelle Ohmbeam, Springfield Business Journal. You're going to want to pick up a copy of the Springfield Business Journal. We'll tell you why in a moment. Uh, but first, let's talk about uh, another publication and their headquarters. It's been up for sale, but uh, something has uh, fallen through. Uh, tell us about the State Journal Register building. Right. So speaking of downtown, uh, our sister publication, Illinois Times, actually broke the news last month, ironically enough, that the uh, State Journal Register building was under contract. Uh, it had been listed as sale pending and they were no longer uh, having showings on it. But that uh, that deal has fallen through for reasons unknown. The, uh, the New York-based uh, listing agent said that he was not able to comment, citing a confidentiality agreement. But I can confirm that it is back on the market now and a significant price reduction. So if you're looking for a bargain, it has been reduced from the asking price of $2.9 million to uh, $1.75 at the moment. You know, there's a lot of space in that building, a lot of offices, even the multi-purpose room. Uh, it's just a, a beautiful building, quite frankly, right downtown. Uh, where's the SJR going to go? You know, my understanding is that they would continue to lease back uh, a portion. Quite frankly, they, they've only occupied a, a small portion of that building for quite some time now. As you said, it's it's very large, three stories, about 135000 square feet altogether. And, you know, over the last 10 or 15 years, they've slowly been moving a lot of their operations to uh, to other areas. 
The, the actual printing press that was in the basement is gone. That's done in Peoria now. And even a lot of the other departments are now done uh, done remotely because they have these different hubs nationwide where for efficiency's sake, they're they're handling some of those functions. So most of the building is, is available and uh, I believe they would continue to occupy the, the small portion of the space that they have now. Michelle Ombi with the Springfield Business Journal with us on the WMAY Morning News Feed. As somebody who's watched downtown and the different types of businesses that downtown attracts. Uh, who do you, as a professional, uh, feel, you know, what kind of industry could take that over? Is it uh, something that could be like a law firm or could it be uh, a different publication or what do you see happening there? You know, I, I actually was in commercial real estate for a number of years. Uh, so I do have a little bit of background in that area. And, you know, word on the street is that the potential buyer was planning to lease the property to the state, but that fell through because they were not, uh, after the state put out an RFP, they were not awarded the contract. Um, quite frankly, a, a, some kind of state or federal agency is probably the best candidate for a building of that size. I mean, that's that would have to be an extremely major uh, private employer, so very unlikely that you'd be getting uh, a private business of that size relocating to Springfield. And as you said, even, even for a law firm, or any type of private business, that's a huge amount of space. So certainly an investor could purchase the building and, and subdivide it, but we all know that there's already a lot of vacant office space on the market, especially in the downtown area. And with uh, with COVID now and the trend towards working remotely, I, I think we're going to see uh, an increasing number of people working from home or doing some kind of flex, flex time that will require uh, employers to have less physical presence. We're talking with Michelle Ownby, publisher of the Springfield Business Journal here on the W. WMAY Morning News Feed with Business and the 217. Earlier, I mentioned uh, people should already be subscribed to the Springfield Business Journal if they're not already, uh, but they're going to want to get out there and pick up a copy today because you guys are putting out something you haven't put out before. Right. So we are announcing our Women of Influence Award winners for this year. Uh, this is a partnership with Security Bank, and uh, we have profiles on the recipients, although a lot of them are probably familiar names. Um, Julie Benson, who's president of Helping the Homeless, it's uh, a nonprofit group that she single-handedly founded about five years ago. She has since retired from Henson Robinson Company, and, uh, and as a retirement gift, they gave her a, a cargo van that she now uses. You may have even seen her as she goes all over town and uh, meets with folks that are that are often out on the street. You know, this has been a very hot topic in Springfield lately, but she's someone who's actually uh, trying to do something about it and has quite the quite the outreach at this point. So we are recognizing Julie uh, Susan Helm. She's retired from SIU School of Medicine and has essentially become a full time volunteer in her retirement. Does a lot of work out at Lincoln Memorial Gardens as well as uh, other nonprofits throughout the community. Rikisha Phelan. She's currently working at uh, SIU School of Medicine as their executive director of marketing, and she's the one who's been helping coordinate this uh, outreach campaign regarding the uh, the vaccines and, and COVID and trying to reach out to communities of color. Been very active in that. Uh, Deb Sarsany, who's a broker owner with the real estate group and again, involved in quite a few different community organizations over the years. And Lisa Clemens-Stott, the executive director of Downtown Springfield Inc. So I'm, I'm sure uh, most folks probably recognize one or more names on that list, but really just an outstanding group of ladies that are doing a lot of things for our community. Well, absolutely. Thumbs up and congratulations to all of those women of influence. People can pick up a copy of the Springfield Business 
Business Journal out today uh, and read the profiles of those incredibly influential women. Michelle Ownby, uh, an influential woman in her own right, <laughs> the publisher of the Springfield Business Journal here with Business in the 217. Greatly appreciate your time as always, and we'll connect again soon. Thanks, Greg.